part two of Where the Road Takes Me, and this evening I'm paying my annual visit to Tarishdock, a charity shop based in Dunmanway, who this year celebrate 15 years helping and supporting the community. To mark their birthday each year, they make financial donations to many charitable organizations and worthy causes. And we are speaking to some representatives this evening from these recipients. Well, when we speak about the homeless in our country, we tend to believe that it refers to cities only. But there are many reports now of people sleeping rough in many of our cork towns as well. Rose Kelly is with Tarish Dock. I totally agree with you. You'd see the vacant look in their face, but if you approach them with a, a sandwich and a cup of coffee, their eyes light up. They don't want to be on the street. They don't want to be asking for a cup of tea or whatever. It could be any of our own family that be on the street in the morning, but we keep an eye on them and keep our door opened. I think parents need to keep their door opened and know where, what their kids are up to. It doesn't matter if they're 40, 50, they're your family. And that's something that we always discuss in the shop as well, to keep the door opened for our families because you just don't know how they'll get in trouble or whatever. You can't. There's no stigma. And people do put a stigma if you just see them lying on the street. That's not their fault. It's not only people who buy a house like the, the couple you mentioned paying 300000 for for a house and look at the pressure that's putting on them for another 25 years. But then on the rental side of things, firstly, they can't find rented property. And when they do, it's absolutely astronomical. I know people that are paying up to 1400 a month for rent. And that month comes around very fast, as you know. It comes around faster than it ever did. And I don't know how they'll survive. As I say, they're the young people that we educated. People trying to work. People that are around 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning trying to go to work because I hear the cars going down at our house five o'clock in the morning down at home till six or seven in the evening and trying to face into a family then should go to almighty they're under first pressure it's nearly time to go to bed it's nearly time and to start to all over again exactly as we all know John time is running so fast now I feel there's no week there anymore not a mind the month and time is flying is it because we're too busy I don't know what is the answer I know last year you spoke to me about people who are living on their own in rural areas, remote areas, and they were actually writing letters to themselves in order that the postman would call for company. Is that still happening, do you think? I often wonder what happened to that man that did write to himself. Do you know? We still have people that will come in. And of course, we will have ladies and gentlemen that come in and um, they are lost. They're lost when they come in. But just after a few minutes, do you want a cup of tea? We can do that now with COVID, thank God, gone. It's not gone, but the, it's easier rent is we can give a cup of tea. You'd have their life story, John, and they would be after rearing a big family, but they feel so lonely. Which we need to keep in touch with them. And we did that during the COVID, I told you that before. Mm-hmm. And we got a great, great um, feedback from it. And they still send us letters, say thank you, just for keeping in touch. When a person is diagnosed with cancer, there's a lot to take on board. One problem that they could really do without is how do I get to hospital for my treatment on a daily basis each week? Often, these people may be living in remote areas and many, many miles from hospital. They may not have a relative or friend who's in a position to drive them there and back regularly. Wouldn't it be just great if there was an organization who would look after that problem for me? Well, there is. And one hope I would have with this program is that we inform people of services that are available to them that they may not be aware of. Cancer Connect, for instance, are in Dunmanway to receive a financial donation from Tarish Dock for the wonderful work that they do. Unfortunately, it's wonderful work that does not receive government funding. Regardless of where you live, Cancer Connect will transport you with a group or on a one-to-one basis to and from your treatment free of charge. 
Let's find out more from Helen O'Driscoll, who's manager with Cancer Connect, a community-based service. We are 12 years old and we have a team of volunteers that bring people from home to Cork hospitals for cancer treatments. So when I say cancer treatments, that could be anything that the person is dealing with on a cancer journey. You could be talking about radiotherapy, chemotherapy, doctor's appointments, scans, really any appointment that the person has to attend. The service is available to everyone in County Cork. We collect people from home, we bring them to their appointment and then we bring them back home again. The service is free. The service is driven by volunteers and it's a very important part of the community. I suppose it's it's a very important act of kindness from the community because someone dealing with cancer would have a lot going on medically and it's great that we're able to contribute to alleviating the stress. So we can do something for the person that's on a cancer journey. So our aim is transport, get somebody from A to B and home again. It's a very straightforward service. Tell me about the fundraising for for Cancer Connect, which is obviously very important. (laughs) It's huge. It's huge. You know, unfortunately, it's a huge issue for us um, at the moment receive no government funding which is crazy considering what we do, you know, and how, how broad a service we are. We don't receive any state funding. We'd love it. And we have pushed for budget submissions, but there's nothing coming in. So what's happening is we're getting funding from communities, individuals, organisations. The money comes in from the ground up and keeps us going. So it could be something very small. We had a young girl that made brown bread from her grandmother's recipe and she raised a couple of hundred euro. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something very big. You know, the money keeps coming in from the community and that's what keeps us on the road. Talking about transport, I, I presume it's it's very comforting for people who are travelling to just say COH, for instance, for uh, chemotherapy or radiotherapy to be in the company of other people in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's a silver lining that we didn't expect. When we started this, we said, look, it'll solve a transport issue for people. And it does, obviously. What's come from it is a real kind of, um, as you say, sociable element and companionship for people because for our radiotherapy journeys, for example, we could have an eight-seater and the eight-seater would leave Castletown Bear, come through Bantry, come up through Dunmanway and up to Cork and we could collect up to eight people en route. And those eight people are all going for the same treatment at the same time. And there is kind of a camaraderie in that, you know, there mightn't be anything else these people have in common except that they're facing into the same treatment. So there's a lovely unity about it. And actually, we had one situation at one stage where the group were all finishing their treatment around the same time and they on their last day went for a meal together on the way home and it is funny because you know I'd call that a silver lining um, and it's definitely something that is very distracting for the person who may or may not have a very long journey up to Cork but it also kind of I suppose takes the fear out of the treatment ahead when they have a bit of company and somebody walking through the steps with them you know walking into the hospital walking towards those big radiotherapy machines and then back in the vehicle so it's a lovely element of it. case of West Cork Rapid Response, your hope is that you will never need the service, but if you do, it is so reassuring to know that it's there for you and could very well save your life. The name of Dr. Jason is linked strongly with West Cork Rapid Response, who also receive a financial donation from Tarishdock today. Though volunteer-based, it's obviously a very expensive service to run. Kate Crowley is a fundraiser with Rapid Response and representing the service in Dunmanway today. 
West Cork Rapid Response is mainly made up of Dr. Jason Vanderbilt, um, a South African doctor. We're very happy that he's resident here in West Cork. Um, there are 32 paramedics, just paramedics and advanced paramedics all over the county from Kinsale to Castleton Bear and beyond. They all respond within a 10 kilometre radius of their own homes. They've got all the equipment in their cars and they're, that's provided by West Cork Rapid Response. Some of the training is provided by Dr. Jason himself. So they operate on the 99 or 112 emergency call out in conjunction with the ambulance service and Dr. Jason will if it's life or limb threatening incidents or accidents he will get there he will be there so it's life saving and kind of reducing the stress and injuries at the scene of an accident or an incident that's the main the main job of West Cork Rapid Response. Just take for instance somebody's involved in an accident somewhere and is injured how do you come to their assistance then? It's through the 999 and the 112 calls, basically. It's very important, I suppose, if an incident or an accident is at your own home or in where you work or um, in a hall or a community facility that you'd have the air code present. I would advise everyone to put their air code somewhere where people can access them in the event of needing to give the information to the 999 recipient um, from the call centre. So that call, then, if it's life or limb threatening, yeah, Dr Jason will be in on that call to help straight away. Is there a difference then between yourselves and, say, the first responders? But for First responders are more locally based, I, I would pr- presume, you know, um, they would probably be at the scene uh, fairly soon in the scene of an accident. But um, no, no, Dr. Jason is an anaesthetist as well, so he can put people into a coma, you know, to reduce their suffering and stress um, and, and take the you know the burden of injury off their organs or whatever so it's, it's probably more the more advanced care that is provided by West Cork Rapid Response but the advanced paramedics and paramedics that are all over the county they're there as well in you know and first responders uh, they're all there to help people um, in their hour of need. And when you look back over the years and the service that Dr. Jason has provided, it's just immense, isn't sufficient to describe it. Absolutely. There are no words in the dictionary to describe Dr. Jason. He means an awful lot to an awful lot of people. He has saved people from, you know, you can you cannot give anyone the bigger, you know, gift than a second chance in their lives. And if they're injured and, you know, as, as he would say himself, you will need him in your darkest hour. And I think, you know, if we think there's somebody out there in our darkest hour, there is no great gift and we've people fundraising you know from abroad as well that know this service is in West Cork for their elderly parents or neighbours or friends or whatever and they just want to help from afar they realise you know the benefit of this service just the peace of mind to know that there is somebody at the end of a call that will save a life that will you know bring somebody back that will do the best they can and even if in the unfortunate event of somebody passing away in the care of Dr Jason and West Cork Rapid Response I do think and I've heard myself you know people say at least they were in the the best hands at least we had the best people with them and I think that's a very real consolation you know in in a grief-stricken um, occasion. This year Dunman Way Show has a new cup to be contested for. It's the Donny O'Rourke Cup for Driving. The cup has been presented by the O'Rourkes, Sean and Orla and family. Reggie Chambers is chairperson of Dunman Way Show. Donny O'Rourke was uh, very involved in the driving. He was a good sponsorship for the Manway Show and he, he always loved his driving and they have put up a couple in his memory this year. And he won the final then. We have the uh, we have a fun donkey derby and that's really a big attraction because you don't have jockeys falling off and you have people pushing and shoving. The donkey derby is a fun event, yeah. In the cattle section, uh, I was the main t- um, championship in the cattle section is the EBI Champion Cow. That's sponsored by uh, Carmen Milk. We have the beef championship, uh, which is a big attraction 
all the judges go into the ring, all the beef cattle go into the ring, and you they pick out the champion between them. Always a bit of rivalry there. And again, the young handlers, a big attraction. These are the people that uh, usually people going forward it's training ground again for the young handlers but it's a big attraction and it is lovely everyone in the young handler section get a rosette or, they, or they'll get some little donation and um, it's a big attraction we, we also have sheep we have the fowl and we have a fun dog show uh, and finally the indoor section I've left to the last because the indoor section is huge in, in the manor show it's very competitive uh, especially with locals uh, especially uh, and can be friendly just uh, for example uh, one year my wife uh, was doing flowers and she always brings extra flowers on the day because something will go wrong with one <clears throat> and the flowers she left over she gave to uh, another competitor a friendly competitor and they're the roses that won <laughs> yeah <laughs> And uh, I was, and that's what that's what it's all about, you know. Um, Would it resemble the the Cork and Kerry rivalry in football? <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. <laughs> but uh, I was. What's more important to everyone is um, health and safety is a big issue now. It shows um, a big issue. We have uh, health and safety officers. We have to have that. Uh, it, it's it's put up by the Irish Shows Association, and we have to attend the health and safety course. But uh, my motto is: everyone in the in the field is a health and safety officer in their own section. And uh, what's more important if, for anything is everyone goes out the gate accident-free and that everyone is talking at the end of the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, people are talking now about so many festivals being cancelled because of insurance costs. Has yeah. that bothered you at all? Uh, insurance? Yeah. We're lucky because the uh, Heather Humphreys, the Minister for whatever it is, has given us a rebate on, on insurance and it, and it helps us tremendously. And there's also... Um, we also got COVID money, which also helped shows. But the insurance rebate is a, a saver for a lot of us, yeah. Right. yeah. But it, what's most important of all is, is uh, you know, accident-free. If you have an accident, it's going to drive the insurance cost up. Honour members is uh, Kitty Cotter, our secretary, and Catherine, her daughter. They are uh, both members of the on the Irish show board. And it's a great benefit to us that we have all the information at hand from the Cotter family. And they have been uh, tremendous uh, support to the man over the years. And that puts the finishing touches to part two of Where the Road Takes Me. We're in Dunmanway this evening, and we're back again with part three directly after the break. Mm-hmm.